Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting exit plan with no spaces to 44222. That's exit plan to 44222. Again, text exit plan to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Well, hey, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me today. It's always a pleasure here at Extra Coach Radio, we've interviewed over 1,500 advisors of all walks of, uh, of advisor life, but I've never had someone like my next guest, Kezia Robinson. She's a business strategist, CEO coach, and investor, and she's described by her clients as a shapeshifter. That's the different part. Who can coach business owners through any challenge at any stage of their business. Uh, Kezia helps small business CEOs navigate the operational and existential challenges of scaling up, pivoting, and or selling a business they've put their blood, sweat, and tears into. Kezia holds a BS in physics from Stanford University. I think that's where the shapeshifter part comes in. And an MBA from the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania, definitely where the business part comes in. And she serves on the advisory board of Private Tax, an innovator in the fast-growing femtech industry. Uh, Kezia, it's it's my pleasure to uh, welcome you to the show. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks so much for having me. Tell us a little bit about your interesting background and diverse background. You, you went through um, Stanford with with a physics major and an MBA from Wharton. What an interesting uh, background. Tell us a little bit about that and, uh, and what you do for your clients. Well, one of the things that's great about physics, I, I did think at the time I was going to be a physicist, and then I started putting in the work. And as with a lot of things that are dreams when we're little, you start putting in the work and you go, wait a second, this isn't really what I had in mind. Uh, But one of the great things about physics is uh, we work a lot from first principles, so really getting down to the the brass tacks and not over-engineering things. And it sounds crazy because people think of it like that, but it really is a wonderful background. And I think bringing that into business, it's the same thing. Um, And I like to take that to my clients to really help them strip away. You know, they've read all the books. They've got all, sometimes they bought all this software. They've got had six or seven advisors. And they really just need to get back to the basics and really kind of come down to the first principles of how they want to run their business and how they want to leave their business. Yeah, that's a good point. I think a lot of people do um, get caught up kind of in the weeds after several years of, of running their business, don't they? They they get into a situation where, you know, what they originally may have thought they started the business for kind of gets overwhelmed by all the stuff. I hear that all the time from business owners that are really burned out. They're just saying, you know, I just feel like the business is running me now, um, and there's so much going on. Uh, and you have a phrase, uh, a helicopter 
parenting your business and why you need to stop it <laughs> as a business owner. <laughs> what does it mean? What does that phrase mean to helicopter parent your business? Well, if we think of, you know, as people who have, especially with, you know, boomers right often, they've got kids who are in their teens, 20s, is helicopter parenting is when, you know, you're still doing your kids' laundry, right? They're in college and you're driving out to pick it up because somehow they couldn't get, take care of themselves. Uh, or writing your kids' uh, college essays, or doing their homework, or putting a tracker on their phone to keep track of them when they're really capable of living their own lives. People do the same thing in their business because it comes from a place of love, of course. And same thing in the business. Um, often sit, you want to sit on a sales call, let's say, and there's no reason if you're running a business and you've got, you know, a, couple, a half dozen salespeople, there's really no reason that you need to be involved at any point in the sales process, right? You're a sales strategy. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I have a, a great client who runs a real estate practice. And it, it's, and when I first started working with him, I mean, he was trying to get on and close every single prospect. And mm -hmm. it, he had a great team, right? But he wanted, it was, he, he couldn't let go of that. And he really wanted to still be involved. Yeah, you know, I think I resemble that remark. I think, you know, that when I think about um, times when I really tried to expand my business and I hired, I hired good people and I just wasn't seeing their results, and I think that probably directly reflects back on me and my processes. Um, and, and so I, I didn't fully trust that the people that I had involved and we see this a lot in family businesses, right? Uh, oh, that yeah. I didn't fully trust. You know, it's like, yeah, I'm I'm delegating this to you, but I'm also watching. I'm watching, and that that's the helicopter parent. <laughs> I like the, you know. Right. Yeah, you're you're in college, but I'm gonna, still going to check your laundry. Um, why is it so hard for owners to stop doing this? What What do you think it is that that uh, doesn't allow a business owner to just say, "Hey, I, I trust you completely. Um, go go do it." Well, I think there's often people don't know what's on the other side. So you think about selling a business. You know, everyone's like, oh, I want to sell my business. I want to sell my business. Well, what are you going to do once you sell the business? So the same thing right. happens even if you're growing the business. Oh, I, I want to stop doing all these sales calls. Well, what happens? What are you going to do if you're not on all the sales calls? So a lot of times people just haven't thought about what's on the other side. They're, you know, they're trying to, I would say I'm helping people grow out of the role they're in, but you also have to know what you're going to grow into. And that is one of the things that is, because it's got to be something on the other side. Otherwise, it's just like a vacuum, right? And, and you're a business owner, I'm a business owner. Like, we, we like to work. Mm -hmm. And we like mm -hmm. having control over our own destinies, right? That's part of why we, we run our own businesses. So the idea of having this vacuum on the other side where you have, what are you supposed to be doing all day? And what, what are you supposed to have control over? That's very, very scary. And so that's pretty mm -hmm. much one of the first things I do with people is I got to sit down, we got to talk about goals, and I got to talk about what happens after. Let's get a good vision on what it. you're going to be doing with your time, right, after, after you're yeah. not doing this anymore. And for, I think for a lot of owners, um, a lot of businesses out there, may not be able to, you know, we talk about this a lot, Kezia, that um, a, a large percentage, eight to nine out of ten, try to go to a business broker and think, oh, I guess I'm going to sell my business like they're going to sell their house, you know, but um, it ends up not going well. 
they're they're either dejected because the price is too low or they're rejected because the broker says I'm not going to waste my time on your business because it's all about you. <laughs> so yeah. if it's all if if you're going to get out of that, how do they get out of that? What what can you tell our listeners some practical tips to break out of this pattern of helicopter parenting their business? Well, I do think the practical tip is to do some goal setting, right? That's that's very important, and that's something you may need, you know, professional to help. There's lots of tools and techniques, but um, I think it is really important to, you know, I tell people to do an ideal day to really look at, like, what do you want your day or your week to look like on the other side of the transaction so you have that thing to hold in your in your mind. The second thing you got to figure out is what you're going to give up when you're going to go to the transaction. What are you going to give up? You're going to give up being the most important person maybe, having control, maybe having steady income. Sometimes people, they don't, they get scared by the idea of I'm going to sell this business and I'm going to go from having a salary to having now a, a lump sum, right? So there's a very much the mindset has to be there. If you've got those two things, then it's all just toolkit. Right? It's that, from that point, it's really all process. And the first thing I say on that side is you've got to take a look at your team. You've got to look through and you've got to really understand, can the people I have here do the work that I am doing at a minimum? Right? And mm-hmm. if the answer to that is no, and I would venture a lot of times it's yes. It's just that you need to train them or you need to set them free and just let them do the job. But if the answer to that is no, then you have to have a real conversation about hiring and how you're going to bring in talent that is not complementary to you, but is in fact competitive with you because you're trying to bring in talent that will replace you. So it's kind of get your head straight and then you've got to really take a good look at the business and then you have to go and decide is this a training issue where I need to, like there's knowledge transfer, is this a control issue where I'm just afraid to be here and realize that, you know what, my sales staff, is, they're all better salespeople than I am, right? Or they're all better architects than I am, depending on what your business is. Like, that is also scary for people, but that's what the, the goal. And then if you don't have that in, in, in-house resource, you do have to be realistic about, you know, how am I going to find this externally? Or sometimes people look at you and realize your exit strategy is not really a sale. It's more like you're going to merge your book. Let's say you're a lawyer or something. Mm-hmm. If the business doesn't exist without you, you might be looking at finding someone to merge your book into um, and a business and then negotiating something out of that. So sometimes it, there's all, there are many alternatives, but the first thing you got to got to do is figure out what you want. Very good. So so some really good goal setting. You know, it's funny cuz I always tell people that it's it's about 3 Ts, but listening to you, I think I've just added a fourth T. The 3 Ts are your timing, when when you want to be either part-time or fully out of this business. Um second is your uh, your target, who do you want to run the business, and third is the treasure, what do you need to get out of this transaction, but the fourth one that I think I just added because of you is team, what do you want, what does your team need to look like, uh, and, you know, a big part of that is is making sure that your team doesn't run away when, when you tell them that they have a new owner um, or, or a new leader. Right. Um, so uh, 
you have a th something called a 3D model, and I don't want to I don't want to mention it and blow it for you. So what what's the 3D modeling, and tell tell us what's how, how our listeners can use that. Well, the 3D model is the uh, and I got this from somebody else, so I don't want any no trademark on that. Um, but it is the uh, delete, delegate, do. It is the order of action. So when to your point earlier. Um, all of my clients are doing too much and not getting enough done. So that is when you start to get into, let's say, the, the part that often happens, well, I, I can't possibly stop doing X, right? Or the whole, I, I'm too busy. A lot of times I'm too busy to plan for my sale. I mean, I'm sure you can see it all the time and you're like, you know, well, you're, you're not going to have a sale to plan for if you're too busy all the time, right? So one of the things to look there is, is really going through the tasks and going through what's on your calendar and going, what? Asking somebody, what actually, do these things have to happen at all? Often, right. I mean, there's a level of over-engineering. I had somebody once, and he's like, well, I need to send, as a financial advisor, and he's like, well, I've got to make sure the email gets sent like this and that. And I was like, does the client care? Like, does this matter <laughs> to the client at all? No. So it's like, delete, right? Take that one off. And then the delegate is that process of really saying who's on the team and what tasks. Sometimes it's outsourcing. Sometimes there's function. Um, I, got, I had a guy who was looking to sell his business, and he was like, you're going to pry the bookkeeping out of my cold, dead hands. I found my checkbook. I love it. I love it. I love it. Took about six months. Mm -hmm. It's no longer in his hands, right? <laughs> so mm -hmm. there is that mm -hmm. process. Um, and then the do is really what do you need to do? What is, what is at your pay grade? And this is another thing that can be hard for people to say mm -hmm. as the business is growing. It's not that you're above the work, right? You could certainly roll up your sleeves and help. But that work, the frontline work, the middle management as the business keeps growing, work, that is below your pay grade. So what is at your pay grade when you get to higher and higher levels? And that is that more strategic work that is, negotiating with partners, right? If you have a, that makes sense to your business to have strategic partnerships, that can be preparing, you know, the operations for the sale. There can be a lot mm -hmm. of things, but that's the do. So that's the 3D model. So we, yeah, I love that. that you know, it's, it's so important that as owners head towards an exit, as they start to say, you know, okay, the next three to five years, that's a common timeline. I'm sure you hear too, is uh, I mm -hmm. want to be out of this thing. Well, are you the CEO, the chief executive officer, or the CEO, the chief everything officer, where everything, <laughs> you do everything exactly. in this business? Because you have to morph your duties and, and get rid of, like you say, delete, delegate, get, get rid of most of your duties because you're going to have to pick up a whole bunch of new duties on the way to to grow your way out of a bit, out of, uh, you know, owning a business. And that's, I think that's the key thing I see a lot is, a lot of owners, the key thing they need to do is be the chief value builder. They need to start growing the value and the attractiveness and the sustainability of their business on the way to the sale. Um, so uh, what you have uh, something called three things every business owner needs to know before selling your business, and maybe we've touched on some of those. But if not, tell us what those three things are. Well, we definitely touched on them. It's, it's where, what do you do in afterwards? Right, mm -hmm. that's why I think we said that on the other side of the sale. And then, and then, what are you giving up? The last one is who's on your team, and that includes the broker. Um, where I mean, there's a huge variation in quality, and having a really solid business broker is is critical. 
That can be your financial planner. That can be your legal, as well as all of your internal team. That can be your strategic, the, the target, like you said, the person who's gonna, you're trying to sell it to. Um, you know, who are they? And are you positioned with them that they're going to, it's a team, right? So that they're looking to, yeah, there's money, but this is, this is a collaborative process of getting the sale done as opposed to an antagonistic, you know, negotiation uh, mm-hmm. for getting the sale done. So those are the three things you need to know. And is that, is that an area where, where you come in and help an owner? Because what I, what I find is this, is that uh, oftentimes they say, well, I have, I have advisors. But, yeah, have they ever worked together as a team? I mean, do they mm-hmm. do they know each other? Do they do they talk to each other? Do they look at each other's ideas and shake their head, or do they nod their head? Uh, and so, uh, do you get involved in that way to help owners say, "Look, we really need to be clear on these goals that we're talking about, so that we can communicate that to these other advisors, so they all have the same perspective." Absolutely. And I, I am always encouraged, and there's always some legal stuff, but I, I encourage my clients to say, let's get all, all get together, right? Let's get on the phone um, mm-hmm. and, and make sure that the client is giving the same message to everyone as well. Because sometimes the client is still, you know, especially when I work with them, they're still trying to figure stuff out. So they may have told a lawyer they talked to three months ago something. Now that we're doing some work, they're coming. You know, I've had clients where a lot of times there's some unfinished business. They want to grow the business. They want to, they want to, they might, you could be in your 60s, but there's some dream they want to get going on the business. And so they've been talking to a broker a year ago about selling X, and now we're working to transform the business. And that broker doesn't even know you're trying to sell a new business, right? They don't know that you added a new product line um, or you went up market, right? And that makes a big difference to what they're, what they're working on. So I think it's very important to get, ha- have the team on the same page and then work with people who are collaborative in nature. So um, that's often a good screen too. If, if I've occasionally had people where they're like, oh, well, let's get the financial advisor on. The financial advisor is like, no, 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 we do this internally. We have a this, we have a that, whatever. And I'm like, you don't. This is not the financial advisor to help you get through a, trans, a, a transaction. If they are determined to have you only use their in-house resources. Yeah, I think uh, one of the ways, uh, especially for, I can think, especially for. Uh, men who are out business owners um, that are thinking about sports analogies is are they a better golfer than they would be a basketball player if you know if a team's if if your advisory team is a basketball team then they're not going to hog the ball all the way up and down the court they're going to pass off right they're going to they're going to have to um right but if they're golfers they're they're working on their own and they're they don't really um collaborate with others they're they're just playing their own game um, and so it, it's really important, like you said, to have that someone you can talk to as a business owner to who can pull those goals out of you and, and get those into a written state so then that can be shared with all your advisors so they all have the same perspective and um, and be able to change that as, as they learn new data. I've had a lot of owners who thought they were stuck on one strategy, one exit plan, and then they realized, boy, it's not, it's not everything I thought it would be. So great, great tips. How do our listeners um, best get in touch with you and learn more about you? Well, I am uh, 
if not the only one of the only Kezia Robinsons on LinkedIn. So that's always a great place to reach out to me. Um, and I love just hearing about people's businesses. So uh, please, if, if you have anything that uh, you just want to kind of tell me about your business, feel free to reach out. And I also, you can reach me through my website, which is www.cassia-partners.com, C-A-S-S-I-A-partners.com. That's the name of my business. And just for those who might not uh, might not know, Kezia is spelled K-E-Z-I-A-H, Robinson. Kezia Robinson, very Absolutely. nice to talk with you. It's great to have you on for the first time. Um, I always uh, tell first-time guests, you know, if, you, if you'd like to come on down the road and share some more, we just scratched the surface today. So thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a real pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks so much for having me on. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio.